truth is, I am Iron Man. Hello, and welcome across the multiverse to Earth 894, an Earth ruled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Here on Earth 894, we discuss the latest and greatest of MCU news, reviews, commentary, rumors, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about a certain movie, where it all began. My name is Devin Stone, and joining me, as always, the man to my iron, Louis Tonnerin. I am here. You, I, I told you today, Devin, you didn't even realize, on the periodic table, Iron Man is F-E. Another word for man is male. So uh, female is also Iron Man in, a, uh, in another world. Yeah, it is. It's because like the way we join our little uh, uh, podcast recording chat thing. I said female for his name, but you know, I did not pick up on it because of the, the way it was formatted. So I give myself a break. But anyways, <laughs> we had a little bit of a break over the weekend since we last recorded. So uh, Louie, what's up, man? How you doing? I am stressed. Honestly, I'm pretty stressed out, but... I'm glad to be here. This is my release, and I'm uh, I'm doing okay. How about yourself, Mr. Devin? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm sorry you're stressed, but it's for a good cause. Louis here is uh, a mastermind putting together something for a great cause for an event, and so uh, we won't go into too much in detail so this guy can actually uh, have some moment to breathe. But um, yeah, Louis, uh, he's he's he just just another reason why he's just such a great embodiment of Captain America and Steve Rogers and spirit and um, couldn't ask for a better co-host, but um, Louie and I actually recorded another podcast for the second time on his actual show, uh, the losers podcast. <laughs> it's not an, it's not my actual show. It's my other show. We, I, this is an actual show. <laughs> no, dude, it's a good show. My basically it's all about my other show losers podcast available on all streaming platforms is uh just kind of shooting the shooting the shit with my buddies and I was the last buddy. Devin Devin you were you were nice enough to come over for a second time and this one we recorded so much more than we did the first time. <laughs> you know, I think the first one was just a dry run, you know. Yeah. Um also because we messed up the microphones which um yeah. Ironic, right? Two podcast hosts recorded the wrong setup. Yeah, but uh you you were here and halfway through we discovered not only are we big on Marvel, we're also big on how I met your mother. So a big chunk of it was just how I met your mother stuff. Exactly. So yeah, if you want to check out a little bit more, just uh more about our background as friends growing up and things like that. And uh just another stuff aside from Marvel, check out Losers Podcast. Um we also talk about Marvel. <laughs> of course, yeah. We were watching Endgame the whole time too, so it was even better. What yeah, that was a great Friday night, man. I had a good time. Oh, thanks. Um yeah, thanks for having we, me again. We plan on having more. Hell yeah, man. So aside from that, MCU for you. Have uh, anything been marvelous in your day-to-day shenanigans? MCU for you. MCU for you. Da-da-da-da-da. That's, uh, I stole that from somewhere. I don't know where, though. Well, don't admit it. I, I told you that I watched the first like half hour of Iron Man about four times this week. <laughs> uh spoiler alert we're talking about iron man today it's the 13 year anniversary of the movie so i had to get caught up and refreshed 
And so I turned it on and then I got busy doing other stuff and then I never finished it because I'm bad at watching movies now. Fun fact, Louie has never actually finished Iron Man. That is very not true. I finished Iron Man <laughs> less than I have not finished it, though. Fun fact. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I watched Iron Man. We watched Endgame the other night and then I cut our podcast off so we could watch the... Uh, the battle the last scene. 30 minutes. Yeah. The battle scene and the funeral without uh recording. And you know, I shared all of my little uh secrets and you shared some of your little secrets. It was a good time. Yeah. Um we'll get into it, but also MCU. Uh the Venom trailer came out and I went to YouTube. I typed in Venom trailer and it came up and I looked at the video and I went, um, I looked at the timestamp. I think it was like two Oh eight. And I was like, uh, <laughs> no. And then I got rid Weren't of feeling it. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wanted to so bad, but I was like, no, I can't. Gotcha. Okay. But I did ask, I was like, one of the guys at work, I said, uh, did they show the red guy? Come on. He said, just a very quick glimpse. I was like, oh, he said, probably the next trailer. There's more than a quick glimpse. I, I don't know. He just said it. He said it wasn't super duper clear anyway, clear cut. I don't know. I don't watch them. And I want to be just so incredibly surprised when I see him. But I feel like he's not going to look as dope as he did in like the 90s cartoon or whatever, you know? You know, that is a hard bar to set because of how prevalent those, uh, or prominent Venom and Carnage and all those other symbiotic uh, characters were in the 2D animation. Yeah. Um, other than that, pretty chill week, man. I've, not chill, but I've been pretty busy trying to plan this this 5K. Um, well, good stuff, man. Yeah. How about you, Mr. Devin? What has been MCU for you? Theme song pending. Uh, yeah, aside from watching Endgame with you with my best bud, it was great. You know, we'll get into the Venom trailer here in a moment, but uh, I've kind of been on a superhero like kick here and there watching uh, Invincible. Oh. I decided to start that show and I binged the first half, fell asleep, and then finished the other half I, on Sunday. I started that show. I never, I, I, dude, he just got his powers and his dad was flying with him and, yeah, threw him into the ground. And I was like, what the hell? And then Hannah got home and I haven't watched it since. Just that's just scratching the surface, man. Holy, like, I've heard, uh, from friends saying how that it's, it's a pretty brutal comic and even the animation is pretty similar to the actual, uh, like comic hand-drawn style so it's pretty cool true to form but that show is good i haven't watched an animated show that's just like a cartoon like that in a while but after a while i i like after one episode i started forgetting that i was even watching something animated the story's really good the action's great um the characters are developing really well the story gets you really hooked in and you're in you're in for a ride it's it gets it gets nasty um, so I'm excited and yeah, yeah, dude, Invincible was good. I watched the whole comic, comic book origins of, <laughs> of, uh, Mark from Invincible. His name's Mark, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they go real deep into it. So I kind of get the gist of what's happening, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to like go in completely blind because then I just get bored. At least if I have like a general idea. Yeah. 
but yeah i think it does a really good job of keeping you uh engaged i mean i have adhd so like keeping me engaged is a very difficult task but this show had me like okay i'm not touching my phone this you have my attention sir um there's a lot of twists and turns so yeah highly recommend that show once again not marvel related but it's good if you need a little bit of extra kick until we get back into um black widow and loki coming up watch invincible all righty so how about we dive into uh, a little bit of news we got here so the first thing that started which we kind of kicked off the show with a little bit here venom 2 let there be carnage the trailer just dropped on monday morning and uh yeah louis hasn't seen it i didn't watch it i did which is okay i've seen venom about seven thousand times hannah really likes venom so i'm gonna see venom too regardless it's gonna be freaking great Mm. um in the movie theater we were watching and uh at the end, you know, he goes in there and it says Cassidy or whatever. And I start smacking her leg. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. She's like, they're doing what it. You, what? And I was like, that's Cletus Cassidy. She goes, I don't know what that means. And I was like, <laughs> what do you know? And then, and then, you know, uh, Woody Harrelson, I didn't recognize him at first because I'm dumb. Yeah, yeah that Ronald McDonald wig on. Yeah. That's what I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And then, he starts talking. You're like, Oh, that's Woody Harrelson. And you know, his Woody Harrelson's dad was like a serial killer or something like that. So he's going to be like weirdly, weirdly amazing at this. And, uh, talk about casting. I was just like, so, so hooked. And the last thing he says is there's going to be carnage. And I'm like, Oh, so yeah. No, I didn't watch the trailer because I don't want to know the story. If it's anything like the comics, you know, I kind of know the story anyway, but whatever. You know, being honest, after watching the trailer, I don't think it really gave an insight of what the story is. Other than just, just you know, some what, of the action. What'd you expect? Carnage is in it. They're probably going to have to fight Carnage. Who is they? Eddie's dealing with Venom. Well, him and Eddie. Oh. Eddie and Venom. That's what I mean by they. I say big big thing is is tom holland gonna be in this movie and it's just like no did they say no um is it, is it officially don't, no don't quote me on that but there are hints in the trailer that have uh hints that show that this is almost this doesn't take place in the same universe venom's in san francisco yeah which is strange same place as ant-man interestingly enough. and now shang chi oh yeah. There it is. At least he's supposed to be in San Francisco based off the architecture. Um, once again, don't quote me on that. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, I mean, it, it looks like it's just going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be fun. Funny, got action, a lot of CGI, of course. But the thing is, Andy Serkis is the one uh, directing it and all that. So if there's anyone who really knows how to really bring out a performance for mocap and everything and cgi characters it's him he's the king of it so i'm expecting at least this to be better than the first venom so um yeah if you haven't checked out the trailer go check it out it's pretty cool um or don't because you're more than welcome to and probably enjoy the movie a lot more if you have no expectations going in so yolo next bit of news here not really anything too crazy but we got another low-key um 
uh, poster that was shared just this past uh, few days. And um, it's got some stuff on there. But also they did share that Loki is going to be premiering on a Wednesday and the show is going to be dropping on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. So um, my thought behind it is because with the typical Friday shows, I think Bad Batch, the Star Wars animated series going on, I think will still be airing on Friday, so they don't want it to kind of conflict with each other. And also, if this comes out um, closer, if this show wraps up closer to when Black Widow's going to be in theaters, they probably don't want to have a new episode of Loki dropping on a Friday with the movie dropping on a Friday too and being just a total uh, kind of competing property against each other. But um, yeah, so Wednesdays instead of Fridays. Does this affect your viewing habits or are you going to be going to Disney and Marvel Studios with pitchforks ablaze and writing that they they demand they bring it back to Fridays? What do you think about this, Louie? It'll still be there on Friday. If you want to watch it on Friday, watch it on Friday. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. If anything, it just sucks for this podcast because we record on Tuesdays. And so we would talk about the episode last week, record on Tuesday, the new episode drops Wednesday, and then you have to listen to last week's episode after you already watched this week's episode on Thursday. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I did not think of that. So we might have to start recording on Thursdays or something after Loki comes out, releasing episodes on Mondays or what have you. I think it's time for me to change the Instagram bio from new episodes uh, weekly on Thursdays to just weekly. Yeah. <laughs> so be like, uh, I mean, no, the, the, we'll give you a heads the up. fact that it's coming out on Wednesdays is fine. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, man, the more the merrier. I'm excited. Um, yeah, check out the poster. It's got this weird ass like little penny colored clock thing on it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know anything about it. Loki seems to be a show that's just going to be bonkers. I'm excited for it. I want some weird Marvel stuff. I think I if I had to like, you know, put a, a dollar into a jar and choose which one. I think I enjoyed WandaVision more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier just because it had a lot more of speculation behind it and a lot of, I know you're giving me weird looks. Hear me out. I'm just saying because each episode week to week, I was looking forward to just something new. Like, Ooh, what could this be? What could that mean? Oh, what is this doing? Mephisto confirmed. Yeah. And we all look like a bunch of jackasses. Talking about At least with, the, with the Falcon and the winter soldier, you know that we're getting Wolverine. Well, maybe. But I know someone we do have, and that is Tony Stark. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> I just realized what I said. Not anymore. We had him. We had him for a long time. Well, guys, I think it's time for us to transition awkwardly into our main discussion <laughs> for tonight. <laughs> this episode is a celebration, if you will, for um, Marvel Studios' Iron Man. Mr. Stark, you've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. What do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death? That's not bad. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I prefer the weapon you only need to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. To peace. I should be dead already. Unless it was for a reason. 
I just finally know what I have to do. That doesn't look like a missile. What are you building, Stark? Happy birthday to you. Stop, stop. That's enough. <laughs> that was my really shitty impersonation of someone I don't know. Don't ask. Anyways, <laughs> this was the first movie that came out for Marvel Studios that really kicked off the MCU universe. And so 13 years have passed. May 3rd, 2008 was the official release day of Iron Man. And so since this is pretty much a celebration of the episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about Iron Man, kind of the memories of seeing it for the first time in theaters, watching with friends, how I used to watch it in high school all the time because of our teacher, and other memories, and uh, what we've thought about it with more recent viewings. So, um, yeah, let's dive into it. We're diving in. Iron Man, as you said, came out May 2008. So- Starring Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow and Jeff Bridges and Terrence Howard, who does not come back. We'll, Spoiler. We'll get into that. Um, we also had uh, John Favreau and Dee Lee. Those are pretty much the main the main guys. I uh, also forgot someone. Oh no. Jeff Bridges. I thought I said Jeff Bridges. Did you? I thought so. I probably can't, missed you that. You can't forget Jeff Bridges. When we get when we get to it, you'll know why you can't forget Jeff Bridges. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson. Oh. The debut of Coulson. One of my favorite characters of all time. Oh. I love Coulson, dude. I'm a huge Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, so that's why. Oh, I haven't watched any of that. Oh, my God. You didn't know that I haven't watched any of that? Not a single episode. Ah. <sighs> Louis, I've been saying so many good things about you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just going to have to watch it. Anyways, Iron Man. So 2008, let's dial back a little bit. Let's uh, use some pin particles and go back in time here. So you and I are only days apart. Same birth year. Um, yes. So we were 13, no, 14, about to be 13. No, we you were 13, about to be 14. can't be 14, about to be 13, Devin. I know what I said. Um, we were we were youngins in two thousand eight. The May part. I was a freshman in high school. I was going into eighth grade, and you were in eighth grade, right? Or it was leading into yeah. the summer, so. Yeah, because I graduated in '09 in middle school, so I was going into eighth grade. So then, yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't a freshman yet, but it was the summer leading into me being a freshman yeah. in high school. Wild now, times. Did you see this? Uh, did you see this that summer, or did you um, see it later out of theaters? I don't think I saw it in the theater. I don't think I was as intrigued with it as mm-hmm. as everybody else was. Um, Brett, my very good friend Brett, saw it, and he's a big Iron Man fan even to this day. Mm-hmm. from seeing this movie in the theater. That's the first thing I remember and him coming, you know, when you're a kid like that, you don't get to just go to the movies all the time. I wasn't able to do right. that. So his dad took him or something. He's like, bro, this happened to this and this and this and this. And I was just like, okay. 
And I, I, who on earth is Tony Stark? You know, I'm a kid. I know Peter Parker and I know Bruce Wayne. And if you're not talking about either of those two guys, get away from me. Right. But I remember we watched it probably at Greg's house. That's probably the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that had to be way after it was in theaters because we watched it at his house. What about you? Do you remember watching it in the theater? I do remember seeing it in the theater, but I don't remember the exact memory of. Like, I can't tell you who I was with or, you know, what did I eat? What kind of popcorn did it get stuck in my teeth? Um, I probably saw it with my parents. It did get stuck in your teeth. It's popcorn. Yeah, I, I hate it. Um, yeah, but I, don't, I do remember watching it in theaters, though, and being mesmerized, being like, because I was always a huge action and adventure kind of kid for movies. Sign me up all day for spies and, you know, violence. But this movie definitely did stick out to me like, wow, that was cool. Um, I want to say trans- the first Transformers live action movie with Shia LaBeouf came out in what, 2007? Mm, 2000- no clue. I think it was around the time, same time as Iron Man. Um, so I think that was kind of like in the same like mindset of me, man, like, ooh, cool, robot looking guy and yada yada. Um, so as a 13 year old, I was blown away. I had a great, I had a, awesome time and then subsequent showings of it afterwards so like i alluded a little bit to this earlier but my freshman year of high school so the movie's only been out for like maybe a year and a half at this point um i had an electronics uh class i was taking and so if our teacher didn't want to teach that day or he had something else he had to do he was like all right i'm just gonna put on iron man there's electronics in the movie study it <laughs> and so you know sometimes when they're on a movie in like a class in high school no one really gives a shit but a, a room full of 100% dudes of different years and you throw on Iron Man yeah we actually shut up we actually shut up and watched the movie so I was like ooh yeah it's high school rocks yeah and so I've seen Iron Man because I also had that same uh, teacher for different courses uh, throughout high school and literally, I think I've seen Iron Man five times just because of his classes. That's Smith. It was uh, Cognetti. Cognetti. Yeah. I miss him. He's a cool guy. There it is. Shout out, Cognetti. Yeah, I just remember one of the funnier moments of the movie when we get to it. Obviously, we'll touch on it more. But uh, Tony's in the desert and he's like hiding and then a bomb comes right next to him and he looks over at it. It's got his name on it. And he's like, Oh, Oh no. (laughs) You know? And, uh, I remember Brett, that was pretty vivid. Brett explaining that part to me. And I was, I didn't understand what he was talking about because Mm -hmm. I didn't understand who Tony Stark was, but I remember him telling me like, Oh yeah. And then he looked over and it was his name on the, on the missile and everything. So, all in all, I don't remember the first time I watched it or anything. Like I said, I I, uh, I got really into the, all the Marvel movies a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Iron Man for me is one of the lowest of the like the series is, is but mm. that's just because they were the first ones, and that's yeah. those are the ones where you gotta figure out what works and what doesn't and work through that. Right. I've been in captivity for three months. There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger 
and the other that's enough of that. It's not what you think. I want you to call for a press conference now. Call for a press conference. Yeah. Hogan, what on drive. earth for? Cheeseburger first. Let's go let's go favorite favorite parts of the movie. You said you, you said you watched most of it the other day and just through your memory. Uh please don't take mine. But what are some of your favorite parts of the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so definitely some favorite parts of the movie for me. Um one being the scene where Yinsen tells Tony, uh, starting off emotional here, he tells him like how he's going to finally see his family. And he tells him, he reveals that his family's dead to Tony in the cave. And then it really starts to hit you and set in like just how serious this is getting. And then Yinsen uh, says that really beautiful line of saying like, Don't waste it. Don't waste your life. And it's so good. Um, and you could tell that really stuck out and stayed with Tony for the remainder of the MCU with how much he wanted to do to really build that shield over the planet to protect from uh, extraterrestrial threats and things like that. Um, so that was a really good moment. And I haven't seen it in a while. So seeing that again recently really stood out to me and knowing Tony's fate. After Endgame, it kind of makes you feel a little grounded and like, damn, like he lived up to that promise or he lived up to what Yinsen told him. Um, some other favorite moments. A funny one is uh, between, uh, I forget the actress's name, but it's the Variety uh, journalist. And she's um, had just, you know, spent the evening with Mr. Stark. Oh, they banged a lot. Yep. Uh, Leslie Bibb, oh, that was her character. So quick, or, or that was the actress, uh, Christine Everhart. Thank you, IMDb, um, and the power of editing. But, uh, she has that exchange with um, Pepper Potts at the house. She's like, "Oh, I have your clothes all pressed and ready to go. There's a car ready to take you wherever you want. Uh, you're all set to go." After all these years, Tony still has you picking up the dry cleaning. I do anything and everything that Mister Sark requires including occasionally taking out the trash. Will that be all? That's like a total, you know, like a clap back. Got him. It's so good. I love the I love the humor in this movie overall. I mean, there's a certain just feel and themes and it, it just it really showcases a different era of that early 2000s time period where just the the style, the way the actual cinematography is done, um the jokes, the stuff, like everything. And this makes you feel good and feel kind of nostalgic. So going back overall just through this whole movie felt like a great uh, thrill, just kind of revisiting it. I mean, Tony is such a douchebag. Oh, but yeah. It's, but it really shows, like, he has to be because you you want to like and hate this guy at the same time in order for you to really, truly have this character grow on you over uh, a period of many many films and so um it really just adds to the tony stark arc per se um yeah is there a funny scene that really stuck out to you or is you have like one favorite moment from this whole movie that really stuck out to you no not one um, i'm setting you up for a home run here man oh yeah yeah <laughs> um tony was was laying back and he calls pepper in and he's got a hole in his chest is that what you're talking about? And he's like, I have a loose wire. And she's like, 
I really don't think I'm cut out for this. And she sticks her hand into his chest hole. He's like, now it's just like operation. Don't let it touch that. And it hits it. And she, he's like, sides. And then she gets it. And he's like, just don't yank out there. And she pulls it out and there's a magnet there. She's like, he's like, yeah, that don't do that. And she's like, is everything okay? And he's like, I'm going into cardiac arrest. Go ahead and put this guy in. Yep. It's like, oh, great. I'm going to cardiac arrest. You have to put this in. And after that, she's like, don't ever, ever make me do anything like this again. Was that so hard? That was fun, right? Yeah, I got it, I got it here. Nice. Are you okay? Yeah, I feel great. You okay? <laughs> Don't ever, 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 ever ask me to do anything like that ever again. I, I don't have anyone but you. But, uh, yeah, she put in the new arc reactor to help keep the shards, the shrapnel if you will, mm. away from his heart, which is what Mr. Yin Sen did for him mm-hmm. in the cave. 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 Arc reactor. There's this part in this movie, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so. Oh, my God. I wish I had, we could share the visual <laughs> realization Louis just had of going full circle of where I was trying to lead him. So. Oh, that was beautiful. So, Obadiah Stane, played by the brilliant Jeff Bridges, does the only badass segueing I've ever seen in my life. You don't look cool on a segue unless you're bald Jeff Bridges with a beard with a big cigar hanging out of his mouth, riding your segue down, hop off the segue, walk inside to talk to some scientist. I tried to look up his name. I was not successful. Um, and the scientist points. To or uh, Ebediah points to the big old thing and the arc reactor. He goes, I just need you to make it smaller. And he's like, it's impossible. And then he says, and I quote, Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps, which is always hilarious. It was called back in Spider-Man Far From Home. It's funny every time. If you don't laugh at it, boo on you. There it is. That's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew what you were going for, but I had to. I had to play it off, right? Oh, you're teasing, man. Oh, teasing. teasing. But yeah, it was. Uh, that part's always hilarious to me. But I also did enjoy yeah. the part where Pepper pulls out the uh, the magnet, and he's like, "I am going into cardiac arrest. I'm going to need you to put this in for me." <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. And all of a sudden, she's like a surgeon slash electrician slash whatever. Poor Pepper, man. Like, thank God Tony treated her well after, or made sure she was well off after uh, his passing. Because poor woman went through so much shit. <laughs> Just yeah, it does keeping him alive. It doesn't make a lot of sense why she was in love with him, but you know, m- hey man, mo- plot points. I guess movies, right? right? Movies. As long as you write it, I he guess he was it, rich. It makes sense. You know, yeah. Um, and she did get the company. Also probably one of the longest I, I was saying starring so-and-so mm-hmm. Tony was the one of the longest running MCU actors that we have WandaVision just wrapped Vision mm-hmm. is played by the brilliant Paul Bettany who is the voice of Jarvis in this movie mm-hmm. if you don't remember Jarvis if you don't remember Jarvis Jarvis is the 
artificial intelligence that Tony uses to man his his uh Iron Man suit. And before that, I think he even calls Jarvis like his uh his home almost like Alexa for for people like us. Mm-hmm. Uh and he manned the the arms that would help with everything. And it was pretty funny watching him uh try and fly for the first few times and like hitting the ceiling and crashing into his cars. And then the, the one hand would always spray him with the, with the fire extinguisher. Mm. He was like, he, like he was on fire and he would yell at it every time, you know, you know, do you actually know the names of uh, those arms? I know you do from, from Marvel trivia. Yep. I don't recall. So he's got two hydraulic uh, robotic arms that are his assistants in the lab. They are named Dummy and You. <laughs> so it's like, hey, Dummy, and hey, you. <laughs> that sounds like uh, that sounds like a very Tony Stark thing to name. Exactly. Um, kind of sucks, yeah, man. You so, don't get those arms back. I, I mean, are they in Iron Man too? I doubt it. I think that if they are, they might just be in the background, not as prominent. Um, but he did the right. I mean, he's like, hey, if you mess this up again, I swear to God, I will donate you to like a city college. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe that happened. Maybe they're somewhere else. Maybe they blew up. I don't know. Um, yeah, so Paul Bettany, yeah, he's been with through the start. I mean, he's one of the longest running MCU actors now at this point, aside from like uh, um, also Gwyneth Paltrow, um, also uh, John Favreau, and a few others. So I did find out a little fun fact here. So Paul Bettany, he originally joined this cast to do the voice of Jarvis actually as a favor for Favreau. Um, they had originally worked on a different movie together. So I think all in all, his entire uh, voiceover sessions lasted him like less than like three hours. So he did this entire movie in like two and a half hours just recording. Mm-hmm. So um, literally two and a half hours of first movie just recording some dialogue into being a leading actor on a show down the road. It's it's incredible. And in Disney Plus's assembled mm-hmm. uh Paul Bettany talks about getting called for this role from John Favreau. He mentions the movie they worked on. I don't remember what it was called, but mm-hmm. John Favreau was just looking for someone with the most boring voice. And he thought Paul Bettany for sure. And then he called him Paul <laughs> Bettany. So he does talk about that a little bit in Assembled on on Disney Plus. Nice catch. Great that he has a boring voice because he really flexed it. He got him further. Um, do you actually know what Jarvis stands for? Um, I'm not even going to try. No, I don't remember. Just a rather very intelligent system. Mm, I know what Edith stands for. Do you know it from memory? Yes. What is it? Even dead, I'm the hero. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what Friday stands for either, though, because Friday takes over for Jarvis after Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. I never actually looked to see if uh, I'll look into that. Um, She's Irish. Hey, isn't that? Uh, no, that's uh, Karen. Karen is um, Karen Paul Bettany's wife. Oh, is is it? Karen does the is uh, Spider Man's. He said, do you have a name? Yeah. And she's like, no. And he goes, can I call you Karen? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly, that's uh, Paul Bettany's wife. Um, yeah, so many voices. Um, getting back to the main voice here. So, 
to Mr. Stark. Tony, you know, uh, the best thing about Tony is also the worst thing. He's always working. Is Iron Man, Tony Stark, is he a guy you'd like to hang out with just off of this movie? Um, yes and no. Yes, mm. he's got loads of money. He has this big, fancy lifestyle. He seems like he'd be lots of fun. No, he's kind of an ass. He uh, He's constantly belittling Rhodey, played by Terrence Howard in this movie and not Don Cheadle. Mm. Um, or just trying to make him look bad or silly or, you know. Well, they got some mystery. He's a little bit of a bully, but also it's his best friend, so it kind of goes hand in hand. Mm. Um, you know me, I'm, I'm Mr. Captain America, so hanging out with Iron Man doesn't seem like my cup of tea, but he's, uh, he's a guy, you know? That's fair. What about you? You want to kick it with Iron Man for a day? You going to enter into that, uh, into that sweepstakes? Uh, he would drive me nuts, but at the same time, I would love to just be a fly on the wall. I think post his, uh, encounter with the 10 rings. I think I'd, yeah, I think I'd enjoy hanging out with him. Um, I have an engineering background, so being around him would definitely be a great, valuable lesson, and also, who wouldn't have a good time? Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we, we talked about it a little on, on the Losers podcast, but I don't know if this is a, a good enough question. If you were kidnapped by a terrorist organization... And then you built an Iron Man suit, Mark One, that flies and shoots fire and is mm-hmm. bulletproof. And then you killed the set terrorist organization, walked through the desert, got picked up by the military, got taken home, got in your limo, and said cheeseburger first. Where are you going for said cheeseburger? <sighs> Tony Stark chose a Whopper, which is. A bold choice. Not even, I don't think that's even top 10 for me. Do you know the story behind that? Um, not off the top why of my ch- head. Why you said that? I'll tell you after this. Um, so where I'm getting a burger from, Oh, I'm going to, let's say any burger current or in the past, in the past, I'm getting it from back alley burger. That's what I thought Rest you were going to say. Yeah. Local Chicago place. Effing amazing. Um, they probably had some type of Tony Stark Iron Man themed burger or shake at some point. I don't know. But if it's somewhere current, probably In N Out. In N Out. Bold. Yeah. I've never been to In N Out. Yeah, I've been a couple times. Pretty good. I would just go to Five Guys myself. That's what I was thinking of, but I haven't been to Five Guys in so long, and I feel like those burgers just make me sick. Oh, they're so big and disgustingly good. Exactly. Um, so you'd say five guys for your choice? I would go five guys, I think. Yeah. So why did Tony Stark pick Burger King? So it kind of ties back into the whole origin of Tony, I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. being a very risky pick to begin with. Um, John Favreau and Kevin Feige really had to advocate uh, to, the com- to the company very strongly that he was the man for the job. You've probably heard... Um, if you're into the MCU, you probably heard the the stories that it was almost Tom Cruise, but I guess he was a pain in the ass to work with. Um, some other actors, I think even Nick Cage was considered, but that would be awesome. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> but and I um, am Iron Man. <laughs> I'm a cat. <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, but yeah, so RDJ had his troubled path with drug addiction, things like that, in the early 2000s, and you know he was top of the world, and then just got uh, caught up with some really bad stuff. But so the story goes that he was in his car and just gotten a Whopper from Burger King. And he was, um, when he was eating the burger, he was so overly disgusted by how bad it tasted to him that that's when he finally decided to cut out all the drugs. He just, he threw all his stuff away. He was on the harder stuff. Um, but he just, he got rid of it and he decided to finally go clean. So literally because of how bad this Whopper tasted to him, <laughs> that's what made him sober up and clean. So kind of like an homage to it in the movie. The first thing he wants after being uh, rescued from the Ten Rings in the desert is a Whopper. I did not know that. Yeah. Look at you. Free marketing. And then uh, much, much later on, Morgan Stark, when she's all sad about her daddy's death, she just wants cheeseburgers. It just hits, man. So so happy he's going to get her all the cheeseburgers she could ever want. So something I did want to touch base a little bit about, um, I mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode how I just love that like early 2000s uh, feel and setting environment. I mean, it's I, I love it. Um, however, we've uh, made some just a little bit here and there, some advances in our technology and our um, kind of consumer grade products. But one thing that I thought was amazing as a kid is the product placement. And so in the first couple Iron Man movies, you kind of see Verizon hat and like LG or whoever has a, a deal like a sponsorship. And so you see Iron Man, his uh, Tony Stark's very high tech phone. It doesn't slide as not it doesn't flip. It slides and rotates 90 degrees. It's like a sidekick, but but it's like straight up and down, right? Yeah, it's. You could actually get this phone, too, because I think in Iron Man 2, uh, you couldn't get his phone. It was completely like a hologram, and he like does some weird shit to it. Mm. Um, or maybe that's number three. I always forget. Um, but I always just thought it was so cool. It's like, whoa, look at how cool his phone is. I want to see if I can find the model of his phone in the first one, because it is just I remember. So I remember laughing at that when I watched it, too, his, his silly phone. You know, he I, he might have been texting somebody or something. Yeah, and they're trying to make it look like, wow, look how cool this phone is. It is a uh, LG uh, VX? LG VX 9400. <laughs> and it looks so silly now, but at the time, like, wow, that's so high tech. Look at this phone that Tony Stark has. And so that was something I just love. I, I, I kind of miss it. It's kind of like that Michael Bay, whenever you watch Transformers movie, there's this overly blatant um product placement and just logos and brands here and there so um i'm kind of glad they've kind of strayed away from that in the mcu but to me it harpens back to a funnier much more simpler time when just stuff like that exists i mean the cars they still look good but i actually have another fun fact for you if you are ready regarding uh some cars hit me 
So that hot rod that um, Tony's working on in his garage, that's actually John Favreau's one of his uh, one of his cars. Mm. Cool stuff, right? Yeah, must be nice. Other fun fact, though. So originally, with the end of the movie, with uh, the showdown between Warmonger and um, Iron Man, so originally they were going to use this Audi car to actually. I think it was like Iron Man was going to use this uh, use the car to like like destroy it chop it in half and basically use it to kind of take down the suit and everything so they used this a car that they built but the thing is the actual structure of the car the frame was so damn well made that they couldn't actually destroy the car when they were trying <laughs> and they're like you know what whatever we gotta we gotta we gotta rewrite the ending of this movie a little bit and that's ultimately how we got um kind of like did you fix the freezing problem that car was an Audi, and that's what inspired them to just keep using Audis for the rest of Iron Man. Yeah, because of like you know this car is so good. Let's just let's just roll with it, man. Let's keep it. In the Incredible Hulk that comes out right after Iron Man, he rips a car in half and uses the two sides as boxing gloves. So maybe uh, they got some some inspiration from that. That sounds exactly what. Yep, I think you're onto something. Um, man. Um, I had another thing I wanted to talk about, which is kind of just the casting here. So, Rhodey, we know, obviously, they recast him in the second film. Yeah, it's so weird seeing not Don Cheadle playing Rhodey. Exactly what I wanted to talk about. So, when you were watching, uh, you know, the first three, 30 minutes over and over again, which is kind of like, when you see the most of Rhodey, how did it feel to you just seeing him as a completely different actor. It was strange. They don't, they don't have the same mannerisms or anything. So it was like a completely different character. Did you feel like Terrence, um, played him a lot more seriously than like, he didn't really have a very comedic side to his character. Yeah. He wasn't as, as quippy as Don Cheadle's character is, you know, I can't imagine Terrence Howard talking to Thor where Thor says, do you know what runs through my veins? I can't imagine Terrence Howard going, cheese whiz, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. So, so I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe a little more serious, but like, you know, they were all, they were getting messed up on the plane and partying. I feel like a, a partying version of Rhodey was more Terrence Howard than Don Cheadle ever could be. I can't imagine Don Cheadle getting drunk on an airplane, you know? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that scene was pretty funny too. I forgot about it because like he's uh Rhodey's trying to kind of like spill and, you know, just kind of uh finally open up to Tony. And Tony literally like looks at him, looks at the girls dancing, looks at him, he's like, Hey, I'm I'm yeah, you know, I'm missing the best part, man. Like No, it's so mine. Like, hey, hey, stop. <laughs> <laughs> good times, man. Um yeah, I don't so from what I was able to find out, it's not really like completely confirmed true or whatever but hearsay. So take it as you will. But um, apparently the reason why they ended up going with the recasting of Rhodey's character is because uh, for Iron Man 2, they wanted to give a pay cut or a salary cut for uh, Terrence Howard. So there is that. And I guess he wasn't the easiest to work with. Granted, this is still a brand new film franchise and it's still trying to catch its legs and all that. Um, so 
I don't know if it was like a mutual thing. I didn't really do as much research into it or if he got fired or he quit, whatever. But I mean, if it really did come down to like, hey, we're going to cut your pay. But also, it kind of sucks on his part because Iron Man 2 is right when like Rhodey actually starts coming into the character more and has a more uh, prominent feature in the film. So I could see like, hey, if I'm going to be doing more and I'm going to be, you know, flying around the damn suit and doing more stuff, why are you going to pay me less? I I heard somewhere maybe also don't take what i say for uh don't set this in stone either but terrence howard was supposed to get paid more than robert downey jr for the first Mm -hmm. one i think he did and i don't think they were i think they were gonna bump rdj for the second one and he was mad that robert downey was gonna be making more than him Mm almost like a, a jealousy type thing. Yeah. Uh, like I said, don't quote me. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Terrence Howard, if you want to be on the show, you're more than welcome. By all means. Yeah. Email us. <laughs> um, check out our Instagram page. Vote for, vote, <laughs> vote for who, uh, for the civil war Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> but obviously Rhodey is, uh, is great as Don Cheadle. I I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I I can't even imagine Terrence Howard in the in the Iron Patriot suit or in the just the War Machine suits or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a hard one to kind of picture. It's kind of like the same thing with like. Can you imagine if RDJ wasn't Iron Man, or if it really was Tom Cruise? Yeah, it would be strange. Or Nicolas Cage? Yeah, no. Or Steve Buscemi? Oh, Steve Buscemi. Uh... I'd watch that. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I guess uh, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hello, fellow kids. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to watch a Steve Buscemi Iron Man. <laughs> hey, man, please, uh, for season two of Marvel What If, if you haven't already, please do Steve Buscemi as Tony Stark. <laughs> or Nicolas Cage as Tony Stark. God. Um, that and then Tracy Morgan is uh, Rhodey. Oh, God. Was he one of the people? Uh... Oh, I God, I hope not. I'm just saying, can you imagine if it was like Nick, yeah. Nicholas Cage teams up with uh, Tracy Morgan? I'm not Morgan. even going to do a Tracy Morgan impression, but you can you can only imagine how <laughs> insanely insane that would be with just him being War Machine. Cheese whiz! Yeah. Oh, God. What if it was Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Um, while we're while we're getting off topic here, <laughs> no, I like this. Game. Iron Man, by all means, is not a perfect movie. Granted, it started a damn perfect cinematic universe in my face, but this movie has some flaws. What are some some things about this movie that you that you didn't like as much that you think? could have been changed for the better. Obviously you can change other things, but that would change the whole movie. You know, if you didn't like this or this, mm. well, what's something you could have changed that would have been better for you? Hmm. It's a good question. You know, um, and we're talking about a movie that is one of my favorites in the MCU personally, that I find, uh, very little to change, but I guess some things that would change is probably, 
just the amount of um I don't even know if I would do it. Probably just the amount of time they show before Tony gets abducted um, in the beginning of the movie. I mean, it is kind of weird at first. And I think you and I were both kind of sharing this weird pheno- uh, phenomenon where um, I guess we both forgot how the movie actually started, where it felt like he was supposed to start. Like when I went into the movie, I was watching it thinking that he starts off showing the um, uh, the Jericho missile. And then later on, that's when you see him actually in the like the doom buggy, and then he gets abducted and the explosion and all that. Um, so to me, it felt a little jumbled. But at the same time, like they had to do that, and this is the very first film, so like you have to get some background of the character to actually kind of connect with them and feel for him as he's about to be um, struggling to become Iron Man in the cave. Um, as I'm thinking about some more stuff that maybe I would change or grievances, uh, how about you, Mr. Tonnerini? I guess there's no Wolverine being in it would definitely be something you would change. Ah, uh, you know, Wolverine. You can't you can't bring Wolverine in because A, X-Men is still owned by Fox in 2008, and B, um, you're trying to start a a whole thing with these heroes that aren't really well known. It's hard to believe there was a world where people didn't know who Iron Man really was. They didn't know anything about him very much. And what, what on earth are the Avengers or who are the event? What, what are you mm-hmm. even talking about? You know, only like the, the comic book guys knew what was happening and were really stoked, but everyone else was just like, yeah, you know, but Marvel got a lot of, not slack. What's the word I'm looking for? They they got a lot of criticism at the beginning for their bad villains. Mm, yeah, I like villain. Problem. I liked Obadiah Stane. I didn't like the <laughs> fact that they they're doing this movie and the bad guy is just an evil version of the good guy, mm-hmm. which happens a lot in the MCU and in comic books in general. Excuse me. Be it through this movie. uh, off the top of my head, Killmonger is just a bad version of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gar- well, also Whiplash is a good example too. Yeah, yeah. So even says like we were the same person, except the you know circumstances were different. Yeah. So it's a whole it's a whole th- like maybe give him a starting off anyway. Give him a villain that's like. <clears throat> totally different or totally like someone that you're definitely trying to crush and just to really suck in everybody, you know, but all in all, it, it, it worked out. But if, if mm. I had to change the one thing, it would just be like, maybe make Obadiah, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe make Obadiah Stains. Uh, you called him a warmonger. I didn't know that was his name, but make him the villain for maybe the second one or so and just bring in like a real piece of crap to make the villain in this one. Also at the beginning, the whole thing with the 10 rings, which we're going to discuss before we go. Um, it was supposed to be iron monger, not war monger. Oh, I apologize. That's probably why it sounded weird, but I was, I was so confused with, with what was happening. There was like, the Ten Rings organization 
kidnap mm-hmm. Tony Stark to make a Jericho missile for them so they can bomb someone. Um, yeah, they sound like they really wanted just um, more control. They wanted to be like the dominant power in the Middle East. There was a chunky guy who was real mad and kept yelling at them. I don't know who that was. But then there was like yeah. a skinny guy. Not a skinny guy, but like a, a thinner guy that was like... Kind of like hard to tell who's actually the leader. The, yeah. Like, like, are any of these guys the actual leader of the Ten Rings? Or are they all just, you know, part leaders? But is this guy more in charge than this guy? Or mm. is this the head? Like, And none of them... Um, Yin Sen... <laughs> was their translator, but then he said, they're speaking Hungarian. Are they all speaking different languages to each other? I don't, so I was a little confused on what was going on there. I don't know what the 10 rings, what their, what their goal was even supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like I said, I've watched it a few times. Granted, I was not paying my utmost attention, but all in all, it was a, uh, this damn show, you know? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, they don't really spend a lot of time on the Ten Rings actually being like further developed, but I think it's also who knows maybe that's on purpose because they really wanted Obadiah to be seen as the main villain once that reveal is uh, shown to the audience. Um, but that's also something that I felt that was a little lackluster. Was I think the reason is because just Obadiah wants to take over the company, but. I don't really see the true motivation of why I'm not so really convinced why Obadiah wants Tony killed um, or taken into ransom aside from just he just doesn't see like Tony is actually fit to run the company. From what I can tell, Tony is just a better person than Obadiah Stane, which Mm -hmm. is weird by far. But Tony didn't want to sell weapons to, like, the Ten Rings or to the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Obadiah is, money is green. If you're giving me money, you're getting you're getting the weapons. Also, mm-hmm. Tony wanted to shut down the weapons manufacturing altogether. And Obadiah said, that's all of my money gone. So, yeah, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole thing like that, I'd say he was just trying to get rid of Tony in the sense of I'm trying mm-hmm. to, uh, sort I'm looking for. I'm just trying to have it keep flowing. I don't care about Tony being here or not, but he's throwing a monkey wrench in my plans. And if he's going to do that, yeah. I got to get rid of him. And see, it would make more sense if, um, he was getting abducted after he, uh, Tony makes that decision because, he makes an announcement saying, like, as of right now, we're no longer going to be creating, like, weapons uh, and stuff like that. But he says that after he was already back from uh, his kidnapping and everything. So that's why I felt like it was a little clunky, uh, just kind of getting that motivation set from the beginning of the film. But it still turns out to be very um, convincing, and you understand kind of that jealousy and um, overshadow that um stain cast on Tony. And so um does it ruin the movie? Absolutely not. Is it still a great movie and enjoyable because of it? Yeah. I'm still convinced that Obadiah is a bad guy. 
I I mean, just just listen to the dude and look at how he poses and stuff. Um, it's funny. How but totally badass he can ride a uh, Segway. <laughs> Speaking of Segways, Segways. Uh, um, you you yes. beat me to it. We keep talking about Tony getting abducted by the Ten Rings. As many of you know, we have a movie coming out this year, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So we have seen, um, I don't want to say people, but we have seen concepts from Shang-Chi in the past being the very first Mm -hmm. movie in the MCU. So it's a terrorist organization, as far as I can tell, a terrorist Mm -hmm. organization. I believe they're in Iraq or something like that. Yeah, they're in uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. That's correct. I apologize. Um, so Shang-Chi is going to be fighting the same people that kidnapped Tony Stark all those years ago. Yeah, I think they're kind of like a shared villain for Shang-Chi and Iron Man. Um, at least I think the Mandarin is a Iron Man villain or... Uh, more of an Iron Man villain because of his affiliation with him. I, so, I should um, really know this, but is the Mandarin the leader of the the Ten Rings? Pretty sure he is. Yeah, don't quote us on that. Because um, the MCU definitely is a, a little bit more out of whack um, with this section of the comics. But, I mean, it'll probably make more sense once we actually see uh, Shang-Chi because... We get 10 rings in one. We get it in Iron Man 3 at the end. We get f- fake Mandarin. And then we get that weird kind of Marvel one-shot video with um, Ben Kingsley and all like that. So that is another kind of feature at of uh, the 10 rings. But ultimately, we're going to see the actual true to however you want to depict it um, version of the 10 rings with Shang-Chi. So it's inevitable inevitable what a word um and before we go let's let's discuss what if Mm -hmm. this movie flopped if this movie was a stinker the second movie in the mcu a lot of people don't know is the incredible hulk i I still have yet to see i personally love the incredible hulk i like that movie a lot it stars Edward Norton instead of Mark mm. Ruffalo. But apparently Edward Norton wanted to like be the Hulk and do the Hulk stuff. And then they were like, nah. So they replaced him, which happens. You know, I would say between Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle and then Ed Norton to Mark Ruffalo, those are the two biggest casting changes that Mar- Marvel's done. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So, so Devin, what do you think would have happened if this movie flopped? Well, that would have been one uh, hell of an awkward mid-credit scene or end-credit scene, to say the least. Um, that would have just left you like, what the heck, man? They're just going to leave that there? If this movie flopped, I don't... Uh, I don't know, man. Obviously, they probably would have kept at least going on with the incredible Hulk because those came out so close with, uh, to each other. So it's not like they're like, you know what? This movie did bad, completely cancel the incredible Hulk. Um, 
because I think that was Universal did that movie too. So different studios, I think. Um, I think it was a team up. Yeah, because Paramount originally had the first few uh, MCU movies before getting bought by Disney. Um, but Universal owns the rights to uh, Hulk. Um, so if this movie flops, I doubt Incredible Hulk would have been a masterpiece or would have been affected by it because, like I said, they came out so close to each other. You can't really go back to do any sort of reshoots or major editing. So it's two movies in a row that, not the greatest, wouldn't have done very well. So I don't know if they would have carried on. Well, because it probably more so relied on Iron Man than it did Hulk to really kick off and continue with the MCU. Well, after after Iron after well it goes Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, mm-hmm. and then Thor, Captain America. Um, if this one flops, I don't think they're going to do a second one. Mm-hmm. But do you think they still try and do Thor and Captain America to just give you the Avengers and hopefully everybody gets excited over the Avengers? I mean, they could have. Be- they could have done. Thor at because least. think about it. If this movie is not does not do well, nobody cares about Iron Man. Nobody cares about the Incredible Hulk. Thor was was okay, but it wasn't like people were going to see Thor. You would have had mm-hmm. to pray to God everybody liked Captain America. Captain America really started uh, getting his feet wet in uh, Winter Soldier. You know, when you talk to people about Captain America, they really like Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. Nobody's like, oh yeah, the first one, phenomenal. I I love it, but first one is good. But nobody's like, yeah. Strap a rocket to that guy. So really, Iron Man was the reason people were going to see the Avengers. So if this one mm-hmm. flopped, I don't I don't know. Do we get an yeah. Avengers just to see if everybody gets excited and then <laughs> still get an MCU or or are we are we are we done? Are we donezo after the Incredible Hulk? And then you just kind of uh, left in the dark about the Avengers initiative. No, you know, if this movie flops, mm-hmm. not a, not a lot of people even know that that happens. Maybe 10 years after 2018 or something, it gets a big cult following and, uh, you know, trending on Twitter, hashtag save the Avengers. And then we just get like a Snyder cut where you get the Avengers and nobody knows what the hell is going on. That's my literal hell. <laughs> At least a four-hour cut of Iron Man, all slow-mo shots, no CGI rendering. Kill me now. Um, yeah, I think Phase One would have ended it much differently. Those movies probably would have been affected, like Thor and Captain America. Um, but yeah, I think what it really boils down to is if there's no Iron Man, if Iron Man sucks ass, and there's no Iron Man two then they probably would just say, you know what, we're not going to do Thor, we're not going to do Captain America, it doesn't seem like comic book movies are working, or whatever the reason is behind it. Um, I don't think it would have ended up here at all, which is insane to think about. I mean, even Jeff Bridges alone said, like, there were so many changes to the script and everything in the story every day when they were uh, actively um, rolling camera on set for the movie, that he said it just it felt like he was... Sh- like at film school again, but like I like on a two hundred million dollar movie film school set. So, um, obviously he's fond of the movie and all like that. But he said it's just like it, 
it was like this movie should not have worked as well as it did. And it's a miracle that it pulled off so much. So the MCU could basically run and be as crazy as it is. I mean, just look at what we're getting for the light, the future MCU for three years coming. There's so much stuff and it all really comes down to um, this movie doing so well in theaters and becoming a instant classic. Yeah. Spider-Man three came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. And that was a big stinker. I personally, yeah, that, I uh... personally liked it, but that came out in 2007 uh it's a long movie too dark knight came out in 2008 if i if yeah. i remember correctly that was a big blockbuster hit too mm-hmm. but batman begins wasn't you know i i still don't right. know what happens at batman begins and i'm i love batman um i believe he begins being batman oh, what do you know i should have just read the title <laughs> but at the time, it was like, are comic book movies even it right now? You know, like yeah, it was a risk. Spider Man three was was, eh. Batman Begins mm. was eh. Now you're leading into Iron Man and The Dark Knight in two thousand eight. Hopefully these mo- these movies work and they both crushed it. So mm-hmm. I think uh, we have to thank Robert Downey Jr. right now for this podcast, huh? <laughs> and everybody involved in Iron Man. Thank you, uh, RDJ. Thank you, Kevin Feige. Thank you, um, everyone else. Thank you, Stanley. Since thank you, Disney. Thank you, Mouse. Since I am so terribly bad at being a uh, a podcast host, I didn't get the results for the for the Tuesday trivia. I got you, fam. I got you. And I don't know that they're still up. Yeah, uh, I highlight them all so you can uh, see them on the highlights. You can always go back and see um, the uh, oh, results. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Except I don't know what I'm doing. So I can show you. If you go to our uh, account page and then look at the Civil War and Trivia Tuesday circles and our bio, just click the Trivia Tuesday and you can cycle through it. Huh. Um, I think I've messed it up, so I'm going to stop playing with it. But go ahead and uh, let's hear. uh, The question was, how many years has it been since Iron Man came out? Mm -hmm. The answer was 13. Yeah, you had 13, 15, 12, or 16. I almost put 20. Iron Man just to yeah. really see. Iron Man is a teenager now, you guys. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did have uh five people answer correctly. So congratulations to uh Ocampo Custom, Vote Me for God, Tone Desh, Louis Tonarini. Hey, that's me. <laughs> then GC Mela I don't know. Malashevsky, actually. Malashevsky. Thank you, Greg. Um, thank you guys for answering. Hope you guys enjoyed it and congratulations. Um, maybe we'll find out a way of like keeping a score at the end of like also a certain time. Shout out to Emily Sweetheart. I appreciate you uh, answering for us. <laughs> shout out to you. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
Alrighty. So I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion. Uh, as we went back and revisited Iron Man, um, just celebrating the good, the bad, but like 3000% good. Um, it's been a great time. Um, we'll, uh, going to keep going on with uh, earth eight, nine, four, of course, getting you episodes weekly as it come out, bear with us as we figure out the schedule of Loki. Thanks, Marvel. Thanks, Disney. Um, Louis, do you have any final words before we uh, roll out? Well, we had a uh, scheduling conflict last night. So today is Wednesday as we record. So our Civil War Wednesday was up. And I am now, I have a one. I am now two and one. I lost today by a huge margin, you guys. I won! It wasn't even close. Today, You know what? I don't think yours is fair, though. Today's question was Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. I voted Game of Thrones. And Devin voted Lord of the Rings, and it was uh, one vote to one, two, three, four, five votes. Devin absolutely crushed me. 83% boy. I mean, honestly, if this was uh, before the final season of Game of Thrones, maybe you would have had a higher chance of uh, defeating me and going 3-0. But I think, um, I think the last season just did it, man. Lord of the Rings is so iconic, but it's funny because I'm not a fan of either. You dirty dog. Well, I, I like Lord of the Rings. I just, I've never stayed awake for him. Game of Thrones, I just got so bored. Um, Sorry, don't at me. Yeah, check out our uh, our Instagram page for fun mm-hmm. quizzes and, and Civil War Wednesdays and stuff like that. We post, and by we, I mean Devin, post the, the news and everything that's going on. He's so good at this stuff. You know, it looks so professional i'm so proud of him all the time if it looks like louis being humble it's both of us if it looks like crap that means louis posted (laughs) um it's all good man so check out the instagram page check out the facebook page if you ever want us to talk about anything or have any suggestions please don't don't be afraid to ask Mm -hmm. um you can always feel free to email us too if you have any questions or feedback or anything you want to talk about uh at earth uh, excuse me. Our email address is earth894podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you just want to hear Devin and I shoot the shit for a while, just check out the Losers podcast. L-O-U-S-E-R-S. Losers. My name is Lou. It's the word losers, but with a U in it. Losers. Check it out. It was a good Spotify, time. Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, all, all of them on everything mm-hmm. so uh it was a really good time we had so check it out if you want to get to know us more on a personal level there you go with that being said i had a great time with you tonight discussing iron man hopefully we get an eternals trailer next week so you can oh, watch man, it can and i and i won't because i'm terrible i'm just gonna do i'm just gonna act out the entire trailer like a mime and Louis will have to just react to it. Oh. What, and we won't record it. What the people don't know is that sometimes when you're talking, I mute my mic and then I do things into the camera. Just trying to make you break. It hasn't worked yet. That's why, no, I hide behind this pop filter very much. <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> I hide to make it seem like I'm in character. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight. We will be back next week with uh, another episode. Who knows what it's going to be about, but bear with us. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a share. Tell your friends. Watch the Marvel stuff. And we will see you 
next week. Sound good? Sounds great. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>